you for joining Analytics Today, a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and the latest trends in the digital world. So I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me always is my co-host, Samir Khan. Hey, Samir. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good. It's uh, just Easter-ish. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, we were talking about earlier, uh, Happy Thai New Year. Absolutely. Happy Thai New Year. Yeah, Happy Sankaran, right? <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I had the chance to go to a, a, a festival um, to the Thai New Year, and it was just tons and tons of great food. Um, basically, the, the the temple that I went to that had the festival, everybody who owns a Thai restaurant in the city also goes to that temple and they serve food. So you're basically eating the best of the best Thai food in the city. Nice. So it's, that's that's like, never. That's like yeah. my day. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's like never a problem. You're like, oh my gosh, we're going to go eat Thai food all day. Right? That is fantastic. Right? Yeah, we had some Thai, uh, Thai food a couple days ago, so it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, it's, that's it's a good place here in Sugarland. It's always a bonus. That's awesome. Nice. So today, something pretty exciting. Um, this, I think we mentioned this in our last podcast where we congratulated Samir on being a top game changer. Um, and so for the marketing ops program. So what we want to do today is really go over the this ebook that was published. So there's a C book that's called the top 33 marketing ops game changers. So secrets and strategies of marketing ops game changers. So produced by Heinz Marketing, uh, Integrate, and so on. This came out in March of 2017. So let's get into it. Let's discuss it. So how did you how did you get involved with this? Or did they find you? Or did you apply? Or how did this work? Yeah, this is uh, – so first off, uh, you know, again, thank you so much. Uh, but this is not – this particular podcast not about me winning an award. This is mostly focused on – what sure, people can sure. uh, achieve from <laughs> uh, achieve from this particular uh, uh, recognition, right? And what are these top marketing ops game changers telling you to do, and how you can organize your marketing departments, your marketing technology, marketing analytics around the best practices of uh, some of the industry leaders. Uh, so. The, the process was pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, you go and submit your application uh, and they receive like a – they send it out to like thousands of people and hundreds of people submit their applications and they have a, a very stringent judging process. So some of the key influencers in the industry like uh, Scott Brinker, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, I forgot the name of the guy, the Heinz marketing leader. Matt Heinz. Uh, yeah. Matt Heinz, yeah. Yeah. So they do the review and the judging process and then they come up with – uh, the list of the award winners. Uh, uh, so that's how the whole process started. And essentially the process, you have to submit the use case of why you think uh, uh, you are one of the key contributors in the marketing ops world and what did you do that impacted your internal organization. Um, so that was nice. the whole deal about it. And so a lot of people submitted the application. And what interesting thing they did is the winners were listed in so they created you know talk about content great content marketing so they created a webinar out of this event they created an ebook from it uh, and several other content related documents that came out of uh, this project so kudos to integrate for putting all their efforts in a very smart campaign and very smart uh, smartly done campaign you know, connecting with all the top industry experts and the contributor uh, to the marketing ops role Nice. So that's how it got started. So, you know, we have our hands on our ebook. 
uh, and uh, I talked to Integrate. Uh, we uh, we can discuss this uh, uh, in this topic, and I'm going to also list the ebook from my blog post, uh, so that way people can take advantage of it. You know, the whole idea is uh, to getting uh, kind of the cream of the crop is to share their knowledge, to share their ideas, to share their thought process, so everyone can take advantage of it and they can apply within their organization. Um, so um, kind of uh, make a use case for it and apply new technologies, apply new uh, theories and uh, action insights. Cool. So let me let me throw you off with a question that we probably didn't even talk about before this was, you know, I, I think what our listeners, we want to make sure that, remember how when we describe roles and everything, we want to make sure that everybody is always on the same page. So marketing operations, you know, for every company, there's a different role that marketing operations has. Like, what are they responsible for? So I, I think from this, I, I think it'd be cool before we get into the seven actionable lessons, which is a great topic for today. Let, could you quickly explain kind of what your role is? Like, what do you do as, a, as the person who leads marketing ops for a company? Uh, that's a great question. And I think you started very well by saying that marketing ops role varies uh, between a company to company. Uh, you know, some companies, marketing ops people are responsible for uh, just that, which is the marketing operation side of things. Essentially, uh, all of the marketing analytics, uh, all of the marketing technology. So if you were to sum down, it's like, you know, kind of dim down the marketing ops role, it will be limited to marketing analytics and marketing uh, operations, which is essentially the tools, technologies, and everything that goes around it. But in a lot of different organizations, marketing ops is starting to take a more prominent role. So it's not just limited to uh, the tools, technologies, and analytics. It also encompasses campaigns. It also encompasses uh, marketing automation. It also encompasses in in different companies like media roles, uh, mm -hmm. SEO. I've heard companies, at least I've been in roles that I was also responsible for uh, owning all of the search marketing, and I was still in marketing ops sort of role. Uh, so in my current role, uh, I'm responsible for uh, marketing ops in the sense of uh, analytics, te marketing technology, campaign management, marketing automation, and also for media buys. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how, uh, it, you know, so there are a lot of uh, dependencies in terms of how the program runs. Yeah, so that's it, huh? <laughs> that's right. That's it? Yeah, you have a huge role. That's I love it. But um, so let, let's get into this. So. Today we're going to talk about seven actionable lessons from this ebook. So what we like to do here is take an ebook, kind of summarize it down into actionable steps or things that you can do from that. And we do not expect you to go and have to read the whole ebook to be able to get it. But what we want to do is focus on the key points. And based on those key points, we're going to be able to talk about these seven actionable lessons. So you ready? Perfect. Cool. Let's do it. Number one. So marketing ops role has been the best, the best kept secret of marketing, and I love that because I really think when you when you talk about the success of a company, marketing ops usually doesn't come up. It's usually this sales guy closed this huge deal, or you know, or the PPC guy has really brought in a lot of great stuff, or you know, they're really bringing in a lot of leads. But marketing ops really is kind of the the behind the scenes person. You know, so why are they the best kept secret in marketing? 
Yeah, like you framed it well, uh, you know, this was very interesting. When I started reading the ebook and I started reflecting all the thoughts of the people who are kind of peers to me and uh, to kind of similar role and the performance and all the things that they're doing, one of the things that pretty much stood out, and in fact, someone did mention in the ebook that marketing ops has been the best kept secret of marketing. And I think that was kind of a catch line for me uh, because if you look at it, uh, from all the work that has been done by marketing, you know, generally as marketing originally started, it started as a branding component within the organization, right? So that's pretty much it was limited to like, hey, marketing is, plays a role of brand generation uh, and influencing others. Then as the technologies develop, as we had better capability to map the lead cycle, collect more data, manage that social media come into picture, so all these different types of technologies, components, and data-centric views started coming to marketing. Uh, marketing started to become more complex. Uh, initially, these these kind of uh, roles, you know, different types of roles like analytics, uh, marketing technology, uh, campaign management, uh, all of the program management were siloed in different departments within marketing, uh, and uh, they were the key players. They were the key contributor. Like for for a long time, you know, we used to hear that campaign manager is one of the biggest uh, asset in the marketing, or social media manager is one of the biggest asset, or maybe search marketing manager is the biggest asset. So it's been a long coming that finally uh, industry has uh, starting to realize that one of the biggest core assets in marketing is the marketing operations position because it touches all the different aspects of marketing. Uh, it does. And, it and, does. Yeah, it, it is kind of the foundation of the marketing, modern marketing, I would say. Uh, you know, still there are companies trying to make that transition to from traditional marketing to modern marketing. I think marketing ops role is uh, one of the most uh, evolving role in marketing. It's the most upcoming role because of the complexities that involve in marketing, uh, because of the new technologies, the breed of new technologies, uh, new types of data-centric views. Uh, new types of marketing ideology, like all of that is coming together centrally with this role. So that is the reason why this is a best kept secret because we, no, no one used to really talk about marketing ops, you know, maybe even a couple of years ago, the way they're doing today. Yeah. Uh, so it is uh, kind of evolving. And now finally, uh, the industry has recognized, you know, thanks to Matt Hines and Scott Brinker and all the people who are coming forward and saying like, hey, marketing is not anymore about campaign management or program building uh, or, you know, trade shows. It's about uh, the operational component. It's about the technology. It's about everything that goes with it. Nice. Okay. So with that, you know, as we get into number two, the seven uh, of, of the seven actionable lessons. So the, the second one is um, driving change and building trust across the organization is a must. So I, I think with this one, are we saying that the role and the responsibility of building the unity within the silos or across the organization and the teams, is this the job and the role of the marketing ops person? Or is this something that um, the marketing ops person, um, is this something they power? Or what, what is their role? Like, how, how are they driving change across the organization? Uh, and that's also another great point. Uh, I think from a marketing standpoint, everyone should collaborate within the organization with every other department, you know, whoever they would like to connect to. So that's kind of a general theme, but I do think that marketing ops person uh, owns a bigger responsibility of driving change and building trust. 
so I think it starts with sales, sales position, right? I think uh, yes, uh, building relationship with sales teams, specifically sales operations, is one of the keys. Uh, building relationship with finance is another big piece uh, that is a responsibility marketing ops role. Uh, most of the time, a day-to-day program manager may not have the opportunity to work really closely with sales ops or even finance, but being in the marketing ops position, it gives you the opportunity to do that. Uh, you have specific use cases that you can go tag team with sales ops and build campaigns that uh, translate across marketing and sales teams. You have the ability to do some really cool analytics projects, work with finance, uh, and develop those analytics projects into an organization-wide things. Uh, so I think that's where you know you have better leverage being in a marketing ops team to drive changes across the board and connect with people in different departments. This sounds like a plan. So I think, and and we do this a lot in our podcast. Let's say um, somebody's with a small business, right? Um, that's starting to grow out, and let's say we have a young and upcoming uh, marketing ops team you know, that's really being built out, what would be the first thing, what would be the advice that you would give them? You know, as you would say, go out and, and, and build those relationships. Are you building those relationships through, and, and these might be duh questions, but, you know, are you building these relationships through trust? Are you building them through data? You know, saying, hey, here's the data and all this stuff. How are you doing that? How have you done that before? Well, I personally am a very data-centric person, um, and I really believe in data. Um uh, so I think my first view, and of course, like I'm a, I'm a people person. So I would like to personally reach out to someone and kind of build that personal connection with them before I start throwing a whole bunch of data at them. Yeah. Uh, but it also depends on the type of person you're working with. Uh, you know, in these types of, or like, for example, sales ops and finance and all these different places, you may find a mix of people. Like some people are really driven by technology. Some people are driven by data and some people are driven by campaigns and programs. Uh, so you have to treat them the way they like to be. Uh, if they're data-centric view, if they're really focused on finance and numbers and uh, deals and opportunities, then you talk to them their language and you explain it to them in their language and then you address their thoughts and reflect it back forth. And that's how we do it. So that's how I've done it. It all depends on the situation. Uh, most of the time I try to build a personal connection with them and then uh, introduce uh, data and other facets uh, that will expand the conversation. Nice. Very cool. So let's go into number three. And I think this has to do with also how you build that relationship with the sales team um, and, and especially marketing teams that are focused on you know enterprise level marketing where the customer is the key. But as you get into, you know, your role in the marketing ops, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times you put different things first as a priority for things, right? Is it is it putting the customer first? Is it putting the ROI first? Is it putting the, the EBITDA bottom line first? You know, w- what is your priority? And with this number three, it's keeping the customer at the center of your campaigns, projects, and operations. So let's talk about that one. Yeah, I think this is also a very interesting one because uh, most of the time, if you're in a role with all these different types of connected technologies and people and campaigns and you know lots going on, it's really hard to bring back to focus of the number one thing, which is our customers. Um, so it, it, it's hard because there are too many pieces. Uh, 
that are pulling you apart in multiple directions. Uh, so I think this is a very important lesson for a lot of people, including myself, that always think about the customer first. It doesn't matter what role you are in. And specifically, if you're in marketing operations role that touches so many different pieces and the puzzle, it's really important to think about the customer. Think about how they would approach your company or your products or your services. Think about the challenges that they run into when they touch and work with your technology and work with your campaign folks or work with your marketing automation folks and technology. So I think uh, it's a very important thing. Uh, to keep in mind that if you're focusing on your customers' problems, their challenges, their needs, their wants, uh, and, and I'm not saying that you're a product marketer, so you have to develop a specific value proposition to help. That's a different use case to support customer. This is in this in our marketing operations use case. It's important for to think about your customer, to think about the content that you can deliver through your marketing automation uh, solutions. Think about uh, the the content that you can deliver through your campaigns and media programs mm -hmm. uh, think about the technology you can have on your website to help better serve your customers so it's about the operation side of helping customers uh, and that's what uh, you know, i want to make sure that becomes my number one mantra after reading this ebook that keeping the customer at the center is an extremely important takeaway makes sense so i, I think really this this goes well into number four to where you have to have a certain approach to this. And number four talks about staying agile in a rapidly evolving world. So l l let's kind of give them an idea of how has marketing operations evolved? I mean, how, how have, I think remember when you and I started working together, man, that's almost 10 years ago, right? 2008? Mm -hmm. Scary, right? <laughs> 10 years ago, right? Um, <laughs> We're old, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so, How's marketing operations changed? Because I remember when you came on um, to work with me at Rackspace, it was it was nothing compared to what you're dealing with now. That was like, you know, I'm going to use a term my kids use, easy peasy, you know. Right. So how has it evolved and, yeah. and why do you have to stay agile? Uh, it's evolved pretty dramatically. Like you said, when we originally started uh, – our journey together uh, in, in 2008, it was uh, bare minimal stuff, right? So you have your, you had your base analytics and you have some Excel and you have SQL. So a very basic uh, foundational stuff that essentially was uh, influenced from the BI teams. BI teams were actually the uh, operational component of the organization. doesn't matter if it was sales operations or marketing operations or any other operations. BI team was the fundamental unit within the company that used to support all these different departments. And then we were at the receiving end of of the technologies, of the you know, the foundational elements from the BI team. So that's where we started. Like we had the bear, the basic thing that marketing had was maybe digital analytics. Yep. I think digital analytics was one of the popular thing back then. It still is very important, but it's not the only one piece. Uh, so from that to now, I think now marketing has its own sort of a BI function. Uh, and that lives inside, in most cases, it lives inside, and it should, I would say, live inside marketing operations organization, where you have your own set of uh, tools, technology, people uh, that can run that entire marketing uh, BI and intelligence uh, across the organization. Uh, so that's how rapidly it has evolved. And we all know the growth in the marketing technologies. And, you know, Scott Brinker tracks that over time. 
it went from like couple uh probably like 20 30 technologies to thousands now so that's how the world for marketing ops teams is evolving it's extremely important to stay agile mm-hmm. because you can easily get carried away by a new shiny tool in the market uh, and you can lose track and lose focus and start spending a lot of time and energy in trying to figure out how I can buy that tool or how that tool would be advantage to us. And then you, you're going to forget about what you're doing today, which is today your job is to build that marketing stack, build that technology stack with the tools and assets that you have in place uh, that drives bookings, that drives revenue, that drives conversions on your website, that drives your e-commerce engines. I think it's extremely important to continue to focus on those goals uh, uh, so yeah i mean it, it is important to stay agile because you can easily get uh, pulled in a lot of different direction uh, because of what's happening in the industry and every new day in you know, every day there's a new technology that's going to come up every day there's something new that's going to come up that's going to attract your attention and your responsibility is to maintain focus on your key business and objective goals that you share with the organization Fantastic. And I think this is great. It goes into number five. We talk about why you should focus on actionable correlations instead of piling data. And, you know, if you think about it, with the increase in the MarTech community, I mean, we're waiting for the landscape to come out from Scott Brinker and we have a feeling it's going to be – this thing's going to be ridiculous. I mean, it's going to be at least yeah, five. Yeah, probably five to six thousand <laughs> yeah. new technologies. It, yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, the simple math that I that I was talking about was if you have on average 35 different tools per company and that's three different KPIs that you're pulling from that, th- those are pieces of data from those KPIs, that's 105 different KPIs that you're using to make daily decisions. That is crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy, but the thing is it's getting even worse. And three KPIs is just not doing it for a lot of tools. So number five, we talk about focus on actionable correlations instead of piling data. So give give me your experience with that, how piling data has just gone overboard. Yeah, this is the one that we really wanted to have in there as one of the key lessons is because analytics is a crucial component of marketing ops. Uh, and peop, working with data, it's, it's such a fascinating thing at the same time as such a, a, you know, a time-consuming thing because you're dealing with a lot of data coming from lots of different directions. Uh, and your responsibility as a marketing analytics and ops person is to make sure that the data, first off, the data is correct and data is coming from the correct sources. It has been filtered and vetted correctly. Uh, and it is integrated with the different tools and technologies that you're working with so it you can tell the entire story uh, and at the same time not worrying about too much of collecting data i think that's that's one of the bigger challenges that marketing ops and analytics and any of the ops teams who are working with data faces is they get so bogged down about the tons of data that they're collecting and they spend a significant amount of time trying to figure out what is good data and bad data that they lose insight on uh, what's actionable. And, and that's where uh, kind of I at least try to differentiate. You know, every organization has data problems. Some may have a significant data problem. Some may have insignificant data problems. There is not a single organization in this world that could say, you know, 100% of the time that, hey, we don't have any data problems. I think everyone has it. 
the solution to that is not worrying about too much data and just starting to collect a lot of data, but focusing on the actionable insights you can drive from the data that you have in hand. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's also very important because the direction that you take with that data, as long as you know, like, you know, directionally, my data is good. Directionally, my data tells the story. Yes, there are problems underlying it, but directionally, it is good. I can move forward and take some really good actions or at least perform some tests and see whether or not I quickly fail. That is the direction that from a marketing ops standpoint, it's very important to encourage the entire organization uh, to move forward quickly because otherwise you're going to you're going to be the first one to create the data problem, and then everyone is going to follow through and say, hey, we have a problem with the data. Makes sense. Perfectly well put. Um, so let's go to number six. So prepare yourself of the convergence of marketing, sales, and revenue ops. So I think before we go into that, many people might not know the difference between sales and revenue ops, right? You think revenue, that's sales. What What's really the difference between the three? Yeah, so mark, uh, marketing ops, so essentially what we're talking about is you, we uh, as a marketing folks, we as a marketing ops folks, we need to prepare us or at least plan out for a future possible conversions of all the operations group within the organization uh, underneath the revenue operations. Like a center of excellence, basically. So correct. So yeah, so there, and this is already starting to happen in some organizations uh, and some organizations are already thinking. So there is a convergence happening today between a revenue operations group, which typically sits in finance, sales operations, which of course sits in sales, and then marketing operations. Uh, essentially, some of the organizations are bringing these groups together so and then calling it as a centralized label of revenue operations so they can manage the entire operations of the organization in one central unit. There are lots of different uh, variability in terms of wh where this organization reports to. So in some cases, it may report to finance, or in some cases, may directly report to the CEO of the organization as a chief revenue officer, right? Uh, apart, from, uh, which is separate from the chief finance officer. So it's a very interesting convergence that's happening in the industry. So it's worth paying attention to. I'm not saying it's going to happen like overnight. All of a sudden, all of marketing ops and sales ops will start reporting to this group, but in future. You need to start preparing yourself. You know, maybe you need to put yourself in the position of starting to think like a revenue mm -hmm. uh, operations unit. Uh, everything that you do, uh, it's ex extremely important to focus that way. So that's what we're saying. Yeah. You know, just be prepared, plan for it, uh, strategize, have discussions internally, you know, work with these organizations. If you have a revenue operations group in your company, start working with them. If you have a sales operations group in organization, start working with them. Yeah, and I think really that's it's also a matter of not being myopic. In, in your approach because a lot of people, they, they get focused on, let's say for marketing ops or sales ops, they get focused on their team and, and their KPIs and their actionable items and they're very myopic. They, they see only silos. So it's, it's important to, to work with the other, your fellow ops people in both marketing sales you know, and, and revenue ops and really build that center of excellence because by doing that, Absolutely. you know, you'll be able to see – you know, really, truly omni-channel, you know, uh, what's, what are they called? Total quality management of sorts, right? Be able to go from the first initial touch or the, the interest of that customer all the way to the close and all the way even to the nurturing of that, that existing customer. So it, it's always important to, to keep that in mind. So cool. Let's go to Great. number seven. So the best tools in the MarTech stack are the people 
So this is interesting, right? So we're not really talking about, hey, here's some great tools that Samir has to recommend. But what you're saying is that the best tools in your marketing tech stack are really the people. Yeah, it is your team. It's your team. That's what I've always been saying. I think as we were reflecting some of the thoughts earlier where we talked about the phenomenal growth in the MarTech uh, marketing technology mm-hmm. space, uh, it's huge. Like It's massive. It's it's really hard to keep uh, taps on everything, what's out there. Uh, and most of the time, people think it's all about technology, the new, shiny, bright new tool that you're going to put in your uh, you have your access to you and then buy an, another technology that will integrate with it and, and have fun with it. But at the bottom line is it's your team that really matters. It's the people that you add in your marketing ops organization that really matters. Those are your number one assets. Those are your number one tool uh, because without them, none of this really is going to function. Uh, you're not going to be able to run your marketing automation tool. doesn't matter you have the best in the world. You're not going to be able to run your CRMs. You're not going to be able to run any of the technology because it's the people behind them that makes make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people, including yourself, that are spending a gruesome amount of time in trying to make sense out of technology and make sense out of the data that's coming out of technology, driving insights, uh, driving programs, building campaigns, you know, setting up triggers. Like all of this is depending on people. So that will be... One of the biggest takeaways, if there were to be from this ebook, is to focus on people, you know, hiring the right type of people, hiring the quality people. And this list of 33 uh, marketing ops game changer kind of gives people an access to some of the top people in the industry who are doing great work. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is great. So um, this has been a great session. And uh, Samir, do you got any closing thoughts? Uh yeah, a couple of things. Uh, so I think for those who are looking to get into the marketing ops role or marketing analytics role, I think it's good for you to start looking at some of the resources out there. There are some really good resources, like Chief Martech blog is one of the good ones. Um, there are a couple other blogs that we're going to list out in our show notes. So please have a look for it. Uh, typically, uh, in you know, a lot of people may be confused like when we do our show notes because we don't necessarily do it right off when we launch our podcast on SoundCloud and other podcast uh, stations. Uh, we generally do it like a week or two after it. So if you happen to listen to our podcast uh, uh, as soon as we release it, uh, try to check out our data crackle, D-A-T-A-C-R-A-C-K-L-E.com blog for our show notes so we can provide all, that provides all the information in a couple of weeks after we launch it. Fantastic. So this is great, and uh, like as always, you know, feel free to keep the comments coming and the, you know, the the requests and kind of uh, anything that you guys want us to focus on. We're more than happy to 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 have conversations or podcasts around those topics that you see fit, and um, you know, we look forward to um, meeting you guys next time. So looking forward. See you guys later. Thanks, Mark.